Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I've, I've twiddled my knob, but I still sound a bit... Hello and welcome to Help Hello. Sex to yeah. My Boss. Me as well, please. Where it says Jordan. Where? Oh, there. No, no. Yeah, no. Both. No, just the top. Check. Oh, that's better. Hello. Uh, oh, God. Hello. Oh. Hello. Oh, there we go. That's better. Just dip me in face then. <laughs> Big energy, big smiles. Okay. You look like Noel Gallagher today. Oh, cheers. Really? Yes. You're wearing a... Well, it's not a jacket. It's like a... It's a blouson, I think, is what you'd call it, technically. I think it's a bomber jacket, isn't it? It's a, well, it's bomber jacket-esque. And you've got a high collar. It's green. You're wearing a white T-shirt. You've got your chain on. And, uh, yeah, you're looking very moody. In, in a, not not in an unfriendly way. You're looking moodly. You're looking moody in an approachable way. Okay, thank you. Like, give me all your money, please. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll take that. Like a nice mugger. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to those everyday dilemmas. Like, should you tell your friends to listen out for Ben's big bing bong? And <laughs> how many hours is too many hours on Hogwarts Legacy? Oh, I still haven't played it, but I've got an idea. I'll come on to that. And what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss, but we're not your usual agony ants? Are we William Hansen, the UK's leading etiquette expert? No, we're not, Jordan North radio presenter. I'm more prince and you're more pauper. And that's from Danny Grint. The Prince and the Pauper. Yes. There's a pub in London called that, I think. Is there? I think I've been in one. 
Yeah, yeah you probably have. Anyway. Well, well done, Danny. That was nice. Um, should we should we toast Danny? Because we've got no one else to toast. Yeah. Really. Okay. So we'll just toast. And if you you write in a I'm or you're more. Oh yeah, do keep your I'm or you're mores coming in. We might toast you if we like it. Now do the gin de bonnet. One part gin, two parts de bonnet. Two parts, two parts. Two. Oh, not that's a bit strong. You think? Yeah. Here we go. Oh, you've had a good week. Well, we've announced Benidorm. My week's <laughs> needed all the help I can get. Why don't we toast to Benidorm? Well, I've t- t- but poor oh. old Danny's just listened to that, thinking we're about to toast him. To Danny. Danny. Oh, he's got a kick, hasn't it? Yeah, it's a lovely kick. So, gosh, Benidorm has gone down so well, as we said on our weekend release on Friday. Yeah, we announced it last week, and it's it's been phenomenal, the reaction, hasn't it? Yes, it's been very nice to see lots of people delighted for us, a lot of people very scared for us. My friend Patrick texted me to say, just sent me the screenshot of the of the announcement with, she thinks you've gone too far. Oh, <laughs> really? Lots of my friends messaging me, genuinely quite worried for me. Oh, right. But apparently it'll all be fine. You'll be fine. So we're doing Diva España with Amazon Music on Sex and My Boss. As part of our fifth birthday celebrations, <laughs> we have a long weekend of sexted shenanigans in Benidorm. I hate the word shenanigans. Oh, really? And the best bit is you can join in the fun as well. Why don't you like the word shenanigans? Oh, it's just such a silly word. Me, William, and producer Ben Edorm... <laughs> And you could be there with us. So, so yeah. jolly good. Have you got a football shirt you can bring? No. No? No. Just want you to, like, um, I want you to Do people wear f- in with a... I'm going to wear basically what I've worn on that lovely glossy poster that we've done. I've got an England shirt. That'll do, actually. Right. I've got a shirt that's made in England. Does that count? No, I've got an England football club. That England football shirt, they're not a club. Are they not a club? No. Well, they are. No, they're a national team, aren't they? Oh, right, okay. So I'll, I'll bring a couple of them. For you to wear. Should we get some lads on tour t-shirts made? Well, we tried that once. Did we? Yes. What not many people bought them. Oh, yeah. Did they not, did they not sell? No. Eh, some did. people did. I thought we did Committed right G&D has bought them. But oh. I don't think we need special t-shirts made. That's not the sort of, you know, I want to, there needs to be an element of sophistication to this okay. trip. Sophistication. Yes. Um, there's a bar that serves Benidorm's biggest breakfast. So, um, and he's called Taddy, I think. Taddy? Taddy. He's been on telly a few times. Loveliest bloke. He runs a few bars in Benidorm. He's from, uh, I think he's from Tadcaster in Yorkshire. Hence why he's called Taddy. I don't He's from West Yorkshire. Anyway, he's a lovely bloke. Mm. And him and his daughter run a few bars. And they do Benidorm's Biggest Breakfast. And how big are we talking? But, like, put it this way. I, I I, tried to... I attempted to eat it once. Did pretty well, but couldn't eat but, like, for about... I think with your about, hand, show me how big. It's about an oval big tray. Oof. It's a big tray. Black pudding? Uh, yeah, there's black pudding on okay. there. I yeah. like black pudding. So we'll do that. We can do that. So is a laugh. Yeah. Can I not just cook a really big breakfast here and just no, no, be no. done with it? There's loads we'll do as well. We'll walk up to Big Hill as well. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but there's a... Yeah, and there's a big statue of Jesus Christ at the top of the hill. Oh, I, th- I think because I have watched Benidorm, the TV programme. Yeah. I think, is there a plot point in that? There's, I think... A rumor... Does someone's ashes get scattered off that hill? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think it's the, one of the swingers. Mm. Spoilers. Oh, sorry, spoilers. It's been out for years. Um, 
But that's up there because I think in the 70s or 80s, they seen it as quite a um, promiscuous town. Right. Um, so they needed saving. And a lot of sinners went there. So right. they put that at the top. Thank God that's changed. Mm. Yeah. So it'll be good. There's oh, it'll be absolutely fantastic. There's well, loads we can do. Yeah. Well, thanks, Ramza Music. We are not just taking me. We're taking a load of l- lucky G&Ders <laughs> on holiday to the Costa Blanca. Sorry, the Costa Blanca. Um, <laughs> with travel and hotel accommodation sorted. Plus, you'll get to be at an exclusive live podcast recording as we raise a G&D to five years of sextus. And at some point, and this is really important, at some point in today's episode, you'll hear producer Benidorm's Big Bing Bong, and that will have the Diva Espana code. You need to enter the prize draw. Plus, there's another chance to win on Amazon Music. Yes, if you listen on Amazon Music, there is an additional chance to win. Um, now, we must stress this is a, just this is a road test. This isn't the actual one. This is a drill. Could you get your Big Bing Bong out for everyone, please? Just so we can wow. hear what it might sound like. Look at the size of that. That's a girthy old Big Bong Bing Bong, whatever it's called. Okay, so that's just, that is not the actual one, but if you hear is that, that s- when you hear that sound, <laughs> it's over before it started. I know. Apparently, if you hear that sound at some point during today's episode, you will then hear producer Benadorm, who will give out the competition code uh, and enter that on our website. We'll tell you what to do when we get there, but that is the sound you are listening out for at some point in today's episode. Well, don't do it again. That was a drill as well. Um, we'll do How's Your Week Been and then we'll do the Remember to Get Into It. This is a touchlight. You know that episode of Faulty Towers where they're testing out the difference between the uh, fire alarm and the burglar, the burglar alarm? alarm? Yeah. And it's an octave higher. It's yeah. a little bit like this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, how's your week been? What's been happening? <sighs> it's a bit dramatic. Oh. The hob's off. The hob's off? Yeah. Our hob has fused. It's fried. And this is obviously inconvenient because things like, you know, boiled eggs poached eggs, boiling vegetables, any, you know, frying things. But it's most inconvenient because, as you know, on Saturday we have the first inaugural meeting of the Air Fryer Lovers Club. Oh, yes. We're... Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're having a little candlelight air fried supper. Yes. So uh, William's having one of his soirees. I hate that word. One of his soirees. What's wrong with this, Ooh, uh... So sorry. I sound like I've... <clears throat> This Saturday, <coughs> uh, I'm going around for some, going for a meal. So your hob's not working. Are you actually making it all in the air fryer? No. Oh, good. I don't think we're going to do anything in the air fryer, actually. Oh, good, because air fryer, I always say air fryer's for the week. Yeah. At the weekend, you get the nice pans out and make a proper... Well, I can't get any pans out at the moment because the hob's off. So and what... I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why the hob's off, everybody. Mikey. So he's not been feeling very well. Oh. So he went to, he's fine now, but he, um, he went to boil an egg. And he puts the pan on nine... Pops the egg in. Have you got one of those... Um, induction. I fucking hate those pigging things. Yes, but they're much safer. I don't... They are so annoying. They only work on half your pissing pans and you, they always beep and you you put something on top of it. You put your tea towel on top of it and it just goes off. It's a nightmare. Why are you putting tea towels on top I of hobs? I, 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 I just give me a gas hob any day of week. Okay. Sorry, that was really... No, no, no. Carry on. Get it all out. Um, so we, uh, yeah, he went to boil an egg. I was not in the house. And he then went to go and dry his hair at the same time. And he got carried away drying his hair to the point where the pan boiled over and all the water went underneath the hob, through the seal, and fried the electrics inside. Oh, Potentially, we could have 
had a fire. Did you go mad at him? No, I didn't get mad. No, you know me, I'm placid to a fault. Yeah. And uh, anyway, we had the we had the Hobman round. Yeah. Don't look at the camera with a little side eye. Go on, what was the Hobman's <laughs> innuendo nickname? No, no. No, no. Harry the Hung Hobman. Please. What was his nickname? Well, we need a nickname for the Hobman. <laughs> You've got one, haven't you? Go on, I knew you had one. Every no, I'm just thinking of one now. Lower Ring Fred? I don't know. No. Hot Ring Fred? Hot Ring Fred. <laughs> <laughs> well, our rings have not been hot for a good week oh, because, okay. of this, because of this Hob drama. We've got a new one on order. In fact, it's arriving as we speak. Oh. Delivery imminent. We have got the Hob being installed whilst so, I'm sitting here. Everything's going ahead on Saturday. I hope so. As long as this hob works and it fits and, and it's installed correctly, um, I can do the sous vide. I'm going to do chicken in the sous vide. Don't love doing chicken for dinner parties, I'll be honest, but I've got some dietary requirements to cater for. Have you? Mm. So it's either chicken or beef, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what are you making? Chicken? It's some sort of special chicken with a special glaze. Okay. You'll love it. And uh, and it's going to be sous vide and then finished off, as it were, in the pan on the new hob. Right. Okay. But also the hob is required for the pudding as well. We're doing a chocolate olive oil cake. Mike is going to make that. Wow. Yeah. And that requires the hob. Okay. It's amazing how much of your life requires a hob when it, you know, they don't have a hob. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the drama in my house. We'll let you know, everyone, how the inaugural meeting of the Air Fry Lovers Club. Just um, what time do you need us there on Saturday? Uh, 7.30. Oh, great. Good. It's FA Cup final, in it? So, I always, what, what is it? I always seem to host dinner parties. When Joe and Luke came round once, we had, it was some football thing. When Ella and Josh have come round, also some football thing. And now it's the FA Cup final. Who's in it? Uh, Man United, Man City. Oh, it's a derby. Yeah, first ever. Get you, first ever Thank Manchester. You. It's uh, a man-on-man action. Cup yeah. Oh, Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Do I need Good. to... Uh, what, what are we talking drink-wise? You, you always talk. well, don't, don't bring chips and beer like you did last time. Okay. You, sure? you don't need to do that because we're not doing a curry. Right. You sure? I'm absolutely sure. Just bring something nice as a host gift. Okay. But that's it. Right. I think I've got some soap that I've got gifted. I'll bring that around. <laughs> because it's chicken, do you want red or white? Because most people go white with chicken, but I like a red. I'm, you know I'm more of a red man. So are you I'd, okay with yeah, red? I had a bit of wh- white wine um, on on Monday actually with my mm. tea, on Sunday with my tea, but I, I'd, I'll go with a red. Okay, I'll but get red some red. It, well, I can bring some red. Well, what, you can what? bring a red, a red that goes with chicken. Rioja. You, that's all you drink. <laughs> I, know, I like a Rioja and a Malbec. <laughs> oh yes, Jonathan loves a Malbec. I like a Malbec. Yeah. Um, okay. Or a or a or a Merlot. Mm. Yeah. Bring a Malbec. Cab Sav as well. I don't mind that. Cab Sav, get you with your abbreviations. Cab Sav, darling. Yeah. Wow. I'll nice. bring something. Yeah. Okay. How's your week been? Yeah, good. Thanks. Um, I, I'm still, I'm too old now. I'm, You're too old? At the time of recording, I've just got back from Radio One's big weekend. And I'm, I don't You're know. Dundee. Just, it's proper hit me. Like, oh, really? And I weren't drinking that much, to be fair, because we were so busy. I'm just absolutely knackered. Look at me whinging. Do you get, how long does radio, obviously, I mean, I was across all the radio coverage, but how, how long does Radio One's Big Weekend go on into the night? Uh, like, does it stop at nine? Uh, about 10 o'clock. About, oh, okay. Yeah, so it starts at midday. We're usually on site for, we're on site for 10, 10 to 10. So is that, yeah. And we're working. We've got loads to do. Mm. Might get the odd hour here or there break. Okay. And that kind of thing. And is it a two or three day? 
It's three days. Three days? So hang on, Friday? What? Yeah, it starts on Friday night. It's like the dance night, Saturday and then Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so then Monday, bank holiday, yeah. travel home. What's the etiquette for if you're a band? Yes. And the audience aren't quite vibing it. What's the etiquette there? Do you, do you just carry on or do you... What we call the Nottingham complex. <laughs> um, the... <laughs> No, that's not fair. They were a great audience. Um, the <laughs> I love Nottingham. Mike and I met in Nottingham. Of course, uh, Nottingham you did. will always have a very special place in my heart. Yeah, what's the the etiquette there? Um, well, you've just got to go with it. You've got to be professionals. Okay. But maybe they're not vibing it because actually you're getting something wrong. Maybe you as a band mm. are not getting. Well, who? Which band? No, let's not go into it now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. How were the Jonas Brothers? They were good. Yes. Yeah, I got in trouble. <gasps> Because um, we got told that this wasn't on air. And right. We got told that um, they didn't put the Jonas Brothers on air. No, they didn't. They weren't going live to it, and they got okay. told that they weren't. Because me and Vic introduced them. Yeah. On stage, and we got Vic told before. Um, we got told like whip the crowd up, get them going a bit. Because it's the first first act of the day. So we went on at midday. It was like, hi, we're Vic and Jordan, and we were like, just before we went on, we're definitely not on air. This is it. I said, no, no, no. And then I was like. Got them to start singing, here we, here we, here we fucking go, here we. Right, been so I can see where to, this is going. Have you ever been to a Scottish gig? No. That's what they're singing, okay. here we, here we. Which, um, in hindsight, I probably should have done because it was the Jonas Brothers at the end of the day. Like, well, they're, they're, all, not, they're not like they used to be. Well, they're all, all virgins and that, aren't No, they? no, no, I really don't think they are now. Well. I think that ship sailed. Well, maybe. <laughs> so that, and then I, I, I come off stage and I was buzzing. I was like, oh, we really got them going there. We had to give them a good entrance. And then I got, looked at my phone, I had two texts from both bosses with my name in capital letters and lots of exclamation marks. All sorted down, though. All so fine. you were live? Uh, they just decided, I think they decided to cut to them. And as they come on, you could hear the, hear me, hear me, from the crowd. Right. Well, that I would say, look, I'm not, I'm not BBC HR, but I would say you were told it's not live. You followed instructions. Yeah. By the way, on Saturday, I mean, mm. is, is it just the main and the dessert? I haven't decided if I'm doing a first course. Yeah, I don't give or take. <laughs> what? Do well, you not want me to do one so you can get home quicker? No, 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 no. That's fine. I I'll, might do a soup. Oh, I'm having soup tonight. Well, today is Wednesday, so yeah. hopefully by Saturday you'll be okay. Okay. No, I'm. I'm. Thanks for having us. No worries. Pleasure. Oh, um. Also, Leanne and I have jet washed the back passage, by the way, over the long weekend. So take particular attention to how clean it is. Of course I will. Thank you. Um, I, we were meant to go for a, a couple of drinks and a meal last night, but I cancelled because Ben's lonely. So <laughs> He's still lonely. <laughs> so we decided to take him out for a meal. And then yesterday morning I text saying, I'm, I'm sorry, I wouldn't be great company. At the Do moment. you know what? what oh, no, you're always good company. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Sorry, um, Ben. Sorry, mate. Oh, no, it's Mikey Sorry. defrosted some chicken on Monday night and he said, defrosting that chicken for my dinner tomorrow night, um, I'm not getting a second packet out because you're out. I went, I'd get a second packet out. It'll be cancelled. <laughs> I was fine. <sighs> you're such a bitch. No, yes, I am a bitch, but I'm also right. <laughs> okay. I'm like Mystic Meg. I mean, I'm alive, but I'm like <laughs> Mystic Meg in I... that I can predict what's going to happen. I have no comeback to this. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, oh sorry. We'll, we'll reschedule. We will reschedule. We'll reschedule. Yeah, we can go and get something from downstairs. We'll go and get another salad again after this, if you want. Oh yeah, let's go out for salad. <laughs> he's we, so he's so media. We went like we went. We had a really nice tough salad when we went out. Last, oh, we did. Last time we 
recorded. Yes. We went for a really healthy salad. Yeah, no, we did, actually. That was really nice. Sorry for cancelling. It's okay. It's uh, don't, yeah. It wasn't for my benefit. I did message early. I messaged at seven o'clock in the morning. You did. To be fair, I was like, whoa. Yeah. At least you gave lots of notice, which yeah. was good. And yeah. to be fair to Jordan... And I'm, I'm being serious, I'm not, there's no punchline here. You did, within your text, when you were cancelling, offer some alternative dates. Yeah. We can't do them, but you offered some alternative dates. Yes. And I do think that if you have to cancel, I've said this before on this podcast, if you're going to have to cancel, offer some alternative dates. And you did. Yeah. Sorry, so. Ben. No, 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 it's all good. To be fair, William thought you'd cancel at 9 o'clock and I had 8.30. You seven. pair of shits. I did not say... He's putting words in my mouth. Also, um... In my in my life, I think we have a, a, a gay ghost confirmation. So, you know, I'd said that it'd right. come back to the new house. Yes. And the shower turned on in the middle of the mm. night. My friend came around to see me last Thursday. She popped in. Mm. Uh, she brought a dog. What breed? Uh, Big, small, colour? A little one. Oh, it's one of those cute, fluffy ones. A cavachon. I don't know. I don't okay. know. I'm not very good with dog breeds. And um, the dog was just upstairs barking at a corner in one of the rooms, and it's really freaked me out. Well, it's either that or it's a rat in the wall. Or I thought, well, that could be the ghost. Right. Might, might, might be a straight ghost, but yeah, could previously be a straight I ghost. have been haunted by gay ghosts. So This day and age could be a trans ghost. Could be, yeah. So it's really freaked me out. The dog was just barking at the corner. Yeah. For long? Yeah. For and like, what Because sort of, there, there are people that can like determine what type of bark a dog does, like if it's a stressed bark or an excited bark. I thought you was... What? what? It was, yeah, it was like a... Was a, it a harrowing bark? It was a yappy bark. I need to get Derek Kachorcha in or whatever he's called. Derek Kachorcha? He's dead, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. up with Mystic Meg. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what was uh, the other one? Russell Grant? No, he's horoscopes. Yeah, no, there was... Oh, that used to scare me, that programme. What was it? The National Lottery? No. <laughs> with Yvette... All those balls at once. With Yvette Cooper. Was it Yvette with Cooper? With Yvette Cooper. <laughs> Who's Yvette Cooper? Yvette Fielding. Oh, Yvette Fielding. <laughs> Yvette Cooper what off, was of, it called? off of politics. It used to be on Living and I used to watch it and I used to shit myself. Yeah, like Haunted or something. Or... Yeah, and they used to go in people's house with Derek Achora. That said, they should bring it back with Yvette Cooper. That, yeah, I'd that would be that. good. Is she a... going out with her balls? Well, she's married to him, yes. Oh, okay. I think it's got a bit more than going out. Right, oh, sorry. <laughs> Are they seen... They've yeah. got children. What were they called that? Haunted? Something like that, yeah. And they used to go into, like, old haunted castles and stuff. Yes. Used to freak me out. Do you um, remember that one where Derek Achora got... Um, Derek Achora. Derek Achora got possessed by a ghost. And he's like, ah, get out, get out. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I just talk about scratch cards at weddings? Yeah. So, as I said to you before we started recording, Mike and I went to our friend Will and Freddie's wedding. Yeah. Gorgeous, beautiful, lovely. I've seen the pictures with the flares. Yes, yes. Yeah, I've seen them. They have them on football, you know. Yeah, they've got flair. Yeah. But it was a pink flare, weren't it? It was a pink. Pink and blue. Yes. It was a gay wedding. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> Can I also say, I'm going to steal his joke, but I'm crediting him. Luke, our, our friend, who we have, uh, you have come for a candlelight supper with. Seen him the other week at work. Yes. He was, uh, he was one of the best men, and he did an excellent speech. And, uh... <laughs> The best joke he did that really made me laugh was, he, you know, he got a bit serious at one point. And he's like, you know, 10 years ago, this wouldn't have been legal. You know, we must uh, acknowledge progress, etc. cetera. Uh, has anyone here, hands up here, who's never been to a, to a gay wedding before? And, of course, a lot of the crowd, particularly the older lot, put their, 
put their hands up and he just shouted, homophobes! <laughs> did <laughs> it get a good reaction. It did get a good laugh. <laughs> I thought was, yeah, I thought that was great. Anyway, at Will and Fred's wedding, where I met... Uh, Catherine and Mariana, who came up and asked me if they could borrow a potato peeler. Oh, by the way, yeah. everyone in Dundee just kept screaming that at me, going, Wendy! And I had to go, can I borrow your potato peeler? <laughs> Everybody, loads of... I forgot to say, sorry to Did interrupt. Nick Jonas shout it at you? Uh, Nick Jonas didn't, but oh. thank you to all the wonderful, lovely g and Divas in mm. Dundee. There were so many of you. Thank you. Well, Catherine and Mariana came up and asked me, and we had just finished, we'd all finished doing scratch cards. We had scratch cards on tables. Yeah. If now I didn't win anything, I wouldn't be sitting here if I did. But if if I had won something, you know, something I don't know what the maximum amount you can win on a scratch card. Hundred k these okay. days. Okay, so yeah. if I had won hundred k at Will and Fred's wedding, from an etiquette point of view, am I obliged to then go over to them and go, "Hello, I've won a hundred thousand today at your wedding. I'd like you to have it, no. or would you like it's some of it?" Well, I know, but I, look, I'm not a scratch card etiquette expert. There is a limit. This is what I do. I've always said if I won the lottery, I'd never tell anyone. Right. Oh, there'd be so many people, especially coming out of the woodwork and stuff. <laughs> like, so if, if it was me and call me selfish here, yeah. I would keep it to myself, pop it in my pocket, claim the money and not tell anyone. Because I think if you won it and told everyone, and the bride and groom or the groom and groom or the bride and bride mm. um, heard about it, they'd be like, oh, he could have given me a bit. Yeah, I d it's a funny one. I mean, until it happens, I guess none of us really Did anyone panic. win? Mikey won five pounds. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. In fact, no, Mikey won a pound. Uh, the person oh. next to me won five pounds. Who were you sat next, sitting next to? Well, we did a movement. We did a changement, as it's called. Uh, so for the first course... Changement. <laughs> changement. What's a changement? It's written changement, basically. So you had to French. move every course? No, no, no. Just in between main and pudding. I don't even like changing trains. I'd rather go direct. So every course you had to like... Was Not every course. We did, a sh we did one changement. A changement. What's a changement? A changement. What's a changement? You move. Oh, I couldn't be asked. Sorry, who was it? Will and Freddy. Sorry, Will and Freddy. I thought it worked very well. And also Will and Freddy did this excellent thing. And this is, this is one of the things I thought, not if I get married again, but like if we weren't yet married and we were getting married... Opposite them, they were on sort of um, straight tables. Jokes write themselves. They were on straight tables, but the two seats directly opposite them were left empty, and they announced at the start, you can all come and sit in these chairs. The rule is you can only sit there for five minutes, and these chairs must never be empty, which I thought was really nice because it meant that everyone basically could sort of sit in front of them, have a little chat, get to see them, and then <laughs> go. I think Jordan's not convinced, but I, I think it worked very nicely. Did you go and sit in the chair? I did, yes. Oh, I, that would annoy me whilst I'm trying to eat my tea. That's why you put certain people at the back. You know, it's like, it's a drink, keep them away from them. There's always someone there that you don't like. Well, hopefully not at your wedding. I've been well miserable today. That, you yeah, are. That does it's the nice. Noel Gallagher-esque appearance. You're all right, you're not bad. <laughs> anyway, we had a lovely time. Oh, God. Yeah, so we should have toasted to Will and Freddy. We should have toasted. Let's toast again. To Will and Freddy. Will and Freddy, up the boys. Up the... I've seen pictures. I've never seen them before. They look like a lovely couple. They are a lovely couple. I do believe I, I, one or both of them listen, so hello. Oh, okay. As always, if you need our help with something... What? Then... My good what? God! Are we on that bit? No, because we did the bing bong bang bing bing bong thing before. Oh, okay. So I just thought I'd split it up. Because on the radio, you don't, like, give... I don't matter. Like, you don't give a text number out and then do it. Like, it's... Okay. Yeah. Stick with me, son. I know what I'm doing. Uh, 
NTA nominated broadcaster here, so. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Shut up. No, 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 no. no. Can we give Jordan. <laughs> only 20 minutes in and I've mentioned it. Can we it. give Jordan a big hand? No, it's fine. Jordan is in numerous categories on the long list, and it is a very long list, for. <laughs> for the National Television Awards. Which categories are you in? Um, best presenter. Yes, that one's got one shorter recently. Uh, best talent show. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bruce Forsyth Award, but technically that's oh. for Saturday Night Takeaway. That's not. And um, uh, Go Hard, Go Home's up for best reality, I think. There we go. But it's a long list. If they make it to the shortlist, then I'll I'm be sure absolutely. at least you you stand a good chance of at least being on one category for the shortlist. Oh, well, I don't know that. And I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you. So well done. I'll mention you in the speech. Um, (laughs) You won't, so don't worry. (laughs) There won't won't be a speech. There's no chance. Uh, Well, there is, but it's nice. Don't worry about your speech just yet. You're not on the shortlist. No, exactly. And I probably won't be on the shortlist either. Oh. I won't. There's no chance. Absolutely no. I'm a realist. I'm not a betting man, though. Never been a gambler. Are you all right? (laughs) But I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it. Anyway. Okay. As always, if you need our help with something, then we would love it if you get in touch. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexofmyboss.com or you can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram at sexofmyboss or you can write to William who promises a handwritten reply on his own lettered paper. The address is on the website sexofmyboss.com. It's time for William Hansen's Etymology of the Week. Here's the jingle. It's William, William, the etiquette geek. His knowledge, knowledge, is quite unique. He'll give you manners, manners, a subtle tweak. It's time for William's etiquette, etiquette, etymology of the week. Lovely. Uh, and this week, I'm going to tell you why are crustless sandwiches seen as posh? It's because you don't have curly hair. That's why I've got curly hair. I always ate my crust. Is it? Yeah. Well, that's. Is it because you're not posh? No, it's just... And thus you were only eating crusted sandwiches. Well, I always bump into things in the middle at night as well when I go for a wee. Because of sandwiches? No, because I never ate my carrots. (laughs) You ever get told that? Carrots make you see in the dark. Well, yes, for about five minutes, and then I told my parents that that was ridiculous. And my dad used to always say to me, eat that, it'll put hairs on your chest. Do you know what that means? And look, I have a very hairy chest. But not a hairy back. I, I know what your chest looks like. Anyway, here's the messages, and I'll tell you why crustless sandwiches are seen as posh after them. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Okay, Gene Davis, I'm sticking with us. It's uh, back to William's etymology of the week. Why are crustless sandwiches, William Hansen, seen as posh? Well, for a bit of context, from the late 18th century, well into the 19th, bread and butter was the usual accompaniment to a cup of tea. This is before we got into sort of biscuit territory or all the cake afternoon tea so stuff. Before I say again, I would have loved to have lived in them days. <laughs> Just bread and butter. Um, tea was obviously relatively expensive, so it was only sort of the upper or middle classes that were drinking it. Working classes would drink beer um so um but why did you serve just bread and butter to us now bread and butter might seem a bit cheap Mm -hmm. because you know it is quite cheap to produce but back then in the 18th century this was no ordinary bread it was white bread now what have we said about white colorings and things before at the time that meant it was expensive because you had to process the flour for longer to achieve the white color because naturally bread is brown and white bread is is more sort of refined or more processed yes and so butter, also remember, we didn't really have refrigerators. We didn't have refrigerators back then, so butters was, butter was expensive and didn't last long. So putting bread and butter was, white bread and butter was incredibly sophisticated. Oh. Um, and also, obviously, lots of people couldn't afford butter and used dripping instead. So you would have been having beer and a dripping sandwich on brown bread. Oh, either I'd have been happy with both. Okay, well, fine. Um, so, yes, white bread was a rare treat that few could afford. But it's the loaves that are to blame for the crusts being removed. So before commercial bread baking uh, and controllable ovens came in, loaves were handmade by the baker and baked in open ovens. And square section loaf tins, you know, the shape of bread that we have today, came much later. So in the 19th century, the typical bread loaf was, you know, at the new Star Wars, Mm -hmm. with that sort of R2-D2 replacement you know the round ball and then you've got a ball on top that rolls around so bread used to look like that but squished so you'd have a round sort of an oval layer and then a smaller one on top and so in order to get fingers uh, finger sandwiches you would have to cut the crusts off to get the soft bit inside and also ladies were eating bread with their fingers at the time and they were wearing gloves and so thus white was seen as pure it didn't stain the gloves and so still to this day, when you go into the Ritz or the Savoy or Claridge's for tea, you get finger sandwiches in that shape. And that no goes crusts. back to the 19th century. And it was seen as sophisticated and it still is. It's kind of like when I was at school as well, you could always tell if someone was a bit skint with the butties. You know, when you had pat lunches. We didn't, but we, yes. Like, I mean, if we had if we had paste sandwiches, it would towards end of month. Paste sandwiches. Yeah, did you ever have, like wallpaper paste? No, did you ever have that princess paste in the jar? Have you never had... Oh, do you know what? Oh, Christ, I'm going to get some of that. <laughs> We'd have some of them, and I always thought, me, me, me dad's due to get paid in next week or something. <laughs> I know I'm, my mum will go mad at this. Like, no, it weren't, weren't that bad. Did you ever have paste sandwiches? No, we had so catering. Like, they had... Oh, what were they? They're like... It, you just had paste. You just put paste on your butties. I loved them, to be fair. But if it were like... If 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 we'd had a good month, it'd be like Billy Bear meat. We cheese and I'm, Gosh, I'd hate to think what a bad. And there was always like. there was always one lad who I used to feel sorry for because he'd have like jam sandwiches. But you know when the, you could tell the sandwich had not been made with much love. No matter how skimp we were, our, <laughs> our butties know, were made with love. 
Describe an unloved sandwich. Well, it'd be like the crust. Okay. We And there'd be no butter on it. It'd just be jam and they'd be slammed together. Poor kid. And I won't mention his name. But it'd be playing together, not cut or anything like that. Just one big butty. There'd be like a... A bag of crisp in there, shaving foam or something like that, I don't know. And Whereas, no matter how skimp we were, my mum was always like, I, I preferred mine to be in squares. Oh. And Dom's and Brad's had theirs in triangles. In the royal household, they're yeah. in squares. Um, well, they used to be, I don't know about now, but they used to be. I'm trying to... Prince's Pace, yeah, look, what, what... Oh, yeah, that was it, look, they used to do chicken and ham. Jordan's just Googling. I never liked this. Oh, the beef paste, though, that was my favourite. Did you never have one of them? On your butties? No. But it's kind of like, now, oh, I'm going to get some of that. Like, if we would have that. A sandwich paste. Yeah. Mm, okay. you, yeah, or like chocolate spread butties. Did you ever have them? No. Oh, should, we, should do a, we should do a northern afternoon tea. I should have meant like Billy Bear meat sandwiches. Oh, you've tried, you, you, back in series one or two, you forced some Billy Bear down me, and that was not nice. And you'd go to a party and all the butties would be open on a... An open sandwich. Yeah, but it'd be on like a bat. So it'd be like egg and mayo, coronation okay. chicken. Yeah. Oh, I love coronation chicken. Oh, we should do. Yeah, it's kind of like now that poor kid. Thoughts and prayers with him. I used to get a, I'd have a sandwich in there, mm. a paste butty, yep. cut into squares. I'd have um, a bag of crisp, a rocky bar or a penguin yep. or a wagon wheel, depending on. Yeah. Yeah. And a yogurt. Lovely, but it sounds so nutritious. Mm. Should we go on to the listeners' problems? Yes, let's do it. This... Oh! Oh! Attention, g and <gasps> Hi, guys. Oh, this is it, this is Your it. Your Espana code to enter the prize draw is... 2T37. Oh, oh. g and that was your Diva Espana entry code from... Producer Big Ben's Bongs or whatever it is. Remember, that's this is it. It's happened. It's happened. It's happened. Remember, this is it. If you want to enter the prize draw, just go to sexofmyboss.com and fill in your details. The entry code will work from the 6th of June 2023 until the end of June. Till, until the end of the day on the 11th of June 2023. That's that entry code. So if you're listening back to old sexed episodes or you're listening to this in the future, hello, uh, but that one won't work. All the terms and conditions are on the website too and you can only enter if you're in the UK. So sorry to all our international g and 2T37. 2T37. There's also a second chance to win this week if you listen to us on Amazon Music. We've dropped an episode with another code on that feed. So... You've got double the chances to win thanks to Amazon Music. And if you miss out this time, don't worry, there are more places on the plane to be won next week. To sunny, sunny Spain. Diva España. We're going to sunny, sunny Spain. Diva España. You do it. Spain. Uh, is this an actual song? Sp- what do you mean, is this an actual song? Fade. Yes, it's a... It's fade. What the fade. hell was that? It's just a bit fade. of direction. Should I do that with Butch? <laughs> fade. <laughs> is that an actual song? Yes. What? What's the song? Eviva Espana. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh. I forget, I forget the artist, but it goes back to the 70s. Oh, okay. I Diva. believe. Like much of Benidorm. Right, yeah. Anyway, good luck to everyone. Uh, go to uh, sexofmyboss.com and fill out your details if you would like to join us in Benidorm. Right. Shall we now go on to the listeners' questions? Yes, please. This is from Isabella with one Z and one L. 
Dear William Jordan, EPB and Diego, your recent interruptions by the brazen drilling next door has brought up an etiquette question I hope you can help me with. Mm. I've recently closed a deal on a new apartment. However, it needs a lot of work, so I'll start renovations very soon. Oh, They're yeah. American. This entails having a proper team of handymen drilling, taking down walls and breaking up tiles, adding up to two months of very loud noise. In the building, there are 21 other apartments, and I feel uncomfortable introducing all this noise into their lives, but it's something that has to be done. My question is, how could we minimise the discomfort? I thought of making care baskets for each family as an apology for the upcoming period. I thought of baking something for them, but then there's the problem of someone having dietary preferences. I don't want to start off on the wrong foot with my new neighbours by not acknowledging that they don't have peace and quiet during the day. Much love, Isabella. Isabella, you're a very thoughtful, nice person. Yes. I, I think care baskets might cost you a bit, but if you've got the money, you crack on. But I think letting all your neighbours know, personally, yes. knocking on their doors or writing mm-hmm. a little letter to them or yep. putting some signs up in, in the communal areas is, mm-hmm. is a good start. But try telling them personally. And taking a bit of baking round is, is a nice gesture. That will just sweeten the deal. You, yes, you you can do that. I think I agree with Jordan. You let them know in advance, at least two weeks before. Uh, this is when the work's going to be starting. The builders will be starting at 9am or whatever the time is and finishing at 4, uh, Monday to Friday. Let them know if it's on Saturdays or whatever. You could do a care basket. You could bake things. I would perhaps do that at the end of the works to say thank you for your tolerance. No, I'd do it at the start. I disagree. Text the, it, it keeps them sweet. Well, okay, well, fine. If you want to do it, you do it both times. But what I would also do, and it's quite cheap, go and buy lots of uh, earplugs. And with the letter, you can just give them some earplugs. God, because then you think, God, how bad's this going to be? Well, true. But if you expe- if if you sort of infer that it's going to be really bad when it's not actually that bad, I tell you, I they'll be it. delighted. I ate one of those yellow earplugs once. You ate an yeah. earplug? I was that pissed. I thought it was a Haribo. <laughs> Was it nice? I was chewing on it for about 20 minutes. I was like, oh, God, this is... I thought it was a sweet. Right. But it was like a lemon sherbet. I was hammered. I was yeah, clearly. Pissed. It was at a festival. Um, but, yeah, Isabella, I would just say, um, let them know in advance. That's all you can do. We've all... We've, every house will have gone through renovations at some point. And write them a nice letter. Lovely. Uh, this is from Anonymous. Hello, all. I had a part-time job whilst at university and one of my colleagues, an older gentleman, used to give me lifts as I didn't have a car. I never had any problems with him initially, but then things took a turn. One day at work, I was told that he had been in prison for attempted murder. But I just brushed this off as a rumour. A couple of months later, I walked over to his house and knocked on the door. He told me to come in, so I opened the door, only to be greeted by him, completely naked. I didn't know what to do, so I just sat on the sofa, eyes down, waiting for him to get dressed. Oh, that's awful. He got dressed and we went to work as if it didn't happen. I ended up leaving this job, and on my last day I knocked on his door. He told me to come in, and before we left for work, he asked if we could have a goodbye photo. I didn't mind, so I said yes. However, this is where I was mistaken. It wasn't of the both of us or my face. It was of my feet. He got a full-blown professional camera out and took photos of my feet with and without shoes and socks on. I just went along with it because the rumour about him being an attempted murderer was on my mind. He took the photos and then we went to work. He then texted me apologising and asked me not to let the police know because he was arrested for attempted murder and if they found out he would be taken back to prison. I never said anything and to this day I don't know where those photos are or what was done with them. This is something I should raise with someone or should I just leave it? What would have been the etiquette in the raised situations? Thank you, Anonymous. I'm so sorry, Anonymous, that you were made to feel uncomfortable. That sounds like you were made to feel really uncomfortable, so I'm sorry that you, that you had to go through that. Mm. That's, um, 
Not okay. No. Absolutely not okay. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if anyone had asked to take a picture of my feet that I sort of vaguely knew, I'd probably just say, um, no, or why. How would you go around asking to take pictures of your feet? But the fact that you sort of suspected at this point, you didn't, you obviously have had it confirmed, oh, that they're an attempted murderer, you mm. probably would go along with it. I, I, I know you, yeah, I, th- I know you probably know this now, but it, you probably shouldn't have gone round to that person's house. No. Um, yeah. I think you probably have to... T- I probably would have to tell the police. Would you? I well, because if, God forbid, anything happens, we can't do anything about it because you're anonymous. We don't have your yeah, contact Yeah, you could details. tell the police and they could look into it and see if you've still got the pictures and stuff. Well, I don't think the pictures... I think... Well, if, this is a tough one. I'm not sure this taking pictures of people's... Shit. This yeah. is serious. I don't think taking pictures of people's feet is illegal, especially with consent. Um, uh, I just yeah, think it's a bit weird. I'd probably tell someone, because God forbid anything happens. Maybe take legal advice. Yes. Yeah. Of which this is not legal advice. No, this is not legal advice. So maybe take legal advice. Speak to a friend who maybe knows a police officer or something like that and see what they would do. This next one is from Jen. Kia Ora, William and Jordan. Kia Ora is a friendly greeting in New Zealand. It's a drink, isn't it? Kia Ora. I'm Jen, a G&D in New Zealand. Hi. I work in a sector that has a large portion of older gentlemen workers, i.e. lots of boomers and Gen X folks. Recently, I was promoted to a senior position despite only being in my mid-30s. Congrats. I was invited to join an interview as a panellist, but during the interview, the interviewee said, well, I'm old enough to be your mother, directly to me. Everyone on the panel looked uncomfortable, but this was just brushed aside. I wish I could say this doesn't happen a lot, but unfortunately it does. When it happens, I always sit there mortified but silent. What is the etiquette for situations like this? Thanks for everything you both do. I love your podcast. Kind regards, Jen. It's a tough one. My mum worked in a supermarket and her boss was in the same year as my brother at school. And she always found it quite difficult to... But cope with as i normally say in etiquette classes age and gender in a workplace don't matter totally or right. certainly shouldn't matter you're totally right it should be a meritocracy and it's on competence do you, you teach a lot of this and the english manner and stuff yep. should um thank you age shouldn't if you've got a boss that's younger than you that mm. shouldn't be an issue should it no no as long as they're a good boss obviously if they are bad and they're bad for reasons other than their age I don't know. I mean, it, look, in hindsight, you're never going to be in that situation again, I hope, in that exact situation. I might have said, I'm not sure age is relevant in this scenario, or I don't think age is relevant in the workplace. Uh, or, oh, is age relevant in the workplace? Or words to that effect. But yes, if it happens again, I think you have to flag it to HR and Can say, actually, this again, this is what HR are meant to do. HR aren't just about job descriptions and whatever. It's actually about dealing with people and people being silly. Human resources. Yes, it used to be called personnel. I've said this before. Did it? Yeah. What was it called? Personnel. The personnel department, um, which has people in it. Human resources makes you sound like some sort of microchip. Yeah. Which, in about 50 years, you probably will be. I was going to say the way yeah. we're going at the moment. Yeah, we, yeah. you still worried about AI. It scares me. Oh, it really worries me. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we should see if AI can do this show one day. Probably. Forever off. It's worrying, it is. Maybe AI can go to Benidorm for me. No, you're not getting out of Benidorm. You're coming to Benidorm. Okay. I hope that's helped, Jen. This is from Cece. 
So good they named her twice. Dear William and Jordan, I graduated from university two years ago and moved to London, but because I live in London, I constantly have friends wanting to stay over. I don't mind if I've invited them to visit and we're going to spend a weekend together, but I don't enjoy people making plans to do something else all day in London and then asking to stay at mine so they don't have to worry about travelling back. I'm in a flat share with a pretty small room, so they have to sleep in my bed with me, and I don't like having to wait around all evening for when they bother to show up having spent the day with other people. Plus, I always end up having a bad night's sleep with someone else in my bed. Sometimes I've been able to lie and say I'm busy, although this actually makes me feel slightly guilty, but other times I haven't been able to come up with a decent excuse quickly enough and they push back with, oh they're only going to be there for a short while, they won't be an inconvenience, etc, and I feel obliged to let them stay. How can I turn down these unwelcome guests without being rude or upsetting my friends? Thank you, CC. I think just a simple no. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to have boundaries. Yeah. You're talking for someone here who, I, yeah. I, I get this a lot, but I don't mind. I don't mind, but it, it, it got to the stage where when I had my flat back mm. in the, the other flat, yeah. I had people coming every other weekend and people were staying when I weren't even there because mm. they were like, oh, our Jordan's in. It was mainly my family, but I don't, <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind, but it got. I don't mind people come stay. In fact, I love it, but when it's every weekend, it becomes, it becomes yeah. a bit too much. So what I started saying was, um, I'm just having a chilled on this weekend and I had so-and-so last weekend and I've got so-and-so on a thingy, but... So you've just got to say, yeah. Or you can tell a little white lie and go, I'm so sorry, I've already got someone staying. Yeah, yeah. Just tell little white lies and they'll, they'll get the hint. Yeah. They will. But it's your it's your space. It's don't, your space. Don't feel obliged. Your boundaries. Yeah. And this last one is from R. Hey, Jordan, William and Ben. This was 12 years ago, but I'm still feeling the effects today and I'm in need of your wise words. When dating apps were only just starting out, I decided to give them a go. I wasn't getting any interest, so I deleted my profile. My best friend suggested making things a little more exciting by creating a new profile with no images and setting my status to let's have a blind date. I thought it was silly, but I gave it a try. After 24 hours of my new profile, I had a few nibbles. One particular nibble was really exciting. She was funny, flirty, and we got on really well. We agreed not to meet for at least a month so we could get to know each other better without focusing on looks. After two months of getting to know each other, sexting, sharing pictures of our privates, and talking about our sexual turn-ons and offs, we finally agreed to meet. It was really weird as we didn't know how each other looked and only referred to each other by our dating app usernames. Walking into the restaurant with her back facing me, I... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Recognized the clothing she described and confidently walked to the table, put her hand on my shoulder and said, Hey, it's Big Boy 88. I'm uncertain if she turned around slowly or if time actually slowed down, but I was greeted 
by the horrified face of my half-sister. We haven't spoken since and avoid family events. Do you think I should continue to never speak to my half-sister, or shall I try to communicate, knowing that at some point in the future, uh, when our dad will pass away, we'll have to talk eventually? Kindest regards, R. Jesus, what? I mean, I think they're trying to make it feel better for my half-sister. It's still your sister. And this is why you should probably always have a photograph on your dating Yeah, profile. I think the etiquette here is always always have a photograph on your dating app. Yeah. And, oh, it's swapped. It's swapped. This is like the dad on Grinder. Have a photograph. If you're going to be do blind dates, I think you have to have a third party involved he to set, his... set both parties up. So this doesn't happen. He said his sister's... Minge. Right. <laughs> Jesus, William. What? He just went straight in there and... Jeez, I want to know so much. Did he then sit down and have a meal with her? I don't think... Well, no, they probably probably left. Oh, my God, they talked about their fantasies with his sister. Oh, my shitting days. Right, the moral of the story here is always ask to see a face picture. I think you have got to. I think a face picture on dating apps is, but is that vital. Said, would you have asked for... In this instance, would you have asked for a photo just before you meet? Because the ship sailed. You've already talked about... I would, I would personally ask for one. At the start of the conversation, well, mm. sh- don't you show picture? I don't. God, Jesus Christ! What's the, um, what's he say at the end of it? Um, we haven't spoken since. Should I try to communicate? Maybe reach out. Okay. And just say, let's. Put and it say this was awkward. I'm sorry. I obviously didn't know it was you. Sorry. Yeah. And I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Um. It was twelve years ago. Thank God. Um, what's coming up on the weekend release, Jordan? We hear back from F, whose partner's grandparents was going through her bin. Oh. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. And we wanted more information. As always, remember you can listen every Tuesday and Friday, watch us on YouTube on Sundays, and share us on your socials all week. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sextonmyboss.com, or you can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram, that's at sextonmyboss, or you can write to William, who promises a handwritten reply. And his own letterhead paper, the address is on the website, sextedmyboss.com. I do need that post key, Ben. I need that today. Because there's there's people that have not been replied to. Oh, okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello, G and Divas. We're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema.